Welcome to another episode of Impact Today. My name is Mark Bowling. This is uh, Victoria, and we are excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking to you today about the necessity of faith. We want to encourage you to tune in every week, grab a Bible and a notebook so you can take notes and look up the scriptures. We really want to help you to learn how to let the power of God's Word and the presence of the Holy Spirit make an impact in your life. And if you get a chance, please visit us on our website. We would love to hear from you. Go to impacttoday.tv. I'm excited about today's lesson. So am I. Yeah. God is good. Uh, The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, notice it says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Well, that means faith isn't a suggestion. Uh, If we come to God, we must believe, number one, that he is. And number two, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. We ought not just pray to be praying. We ought to pray with purpose, and we ought to expect results when we pray. That when we call on to God, He hears us. When we reach up, He reaches down. He is faithful. He's good. And you can have living faith today. You can have Bible faith, faith that gets results, faith that sees miracles. Uh, To begin, I want to talk about the story of the woman with the flow of blood. Actually, I want to read it to you. It's a powerful story from the scripture under the ministry of Jesus Christ. It's in Mark chapter 5, starting with verse 25. It says this, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. And had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd, touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you? And you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Be healed of your affliction. This is a powerful story. The first thing I want you to see in here is that Jesus said to the woman, your faith has made you well. And if her faith made her well, your faith, no matter the situation, can make you well. Here's a woman She's in a desperate situation. But she heard of Jesus and she said out loud, If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be made well. There's a very key point there. She said out loud. 
she expressed something out of her heart. That was her faith talking. Faith always has a voice. Faith speaks. And she spoke. No, she didn't just speak the problem. She spoke the solution. And she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Because Jesus said to her, uh, your faith has made you well, we can see through her actions what faith looks like. She heard about Jesus. She said something. And then she put action to her words. And she took a big risk because in her day, it was against the law for her to have a flow of blood and then to go into a public place. And she did it anyway because she knew the flow of blood's going to be gone once I get to Jesus. And so she did it. She, she, she put forth the effort. She reached and touched Jesus close. And the power of God went into her. Now, the point I want you to see is Jesus said, your faith has made you well. Notice Jesus did not say, my power has made you well. Notice Jesus didn't say, my faith has made you well. He said, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. That's awesome. Yes. I always like it when you say that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he healed a woman with an issue of blood back then, he'll do it today. And if we can see how she received, Mm -hmm. then we can put ourselves in her spot and do the same thing. Yeah, and no matter what the situation. In her situation, she was sick with this condition for 12 years. She tried everything. She tried this doctor, tried this doctor, tried that doctor. She spent all her money. She spent all of her money. So no matter who you are, what your background is, how long you've been sick, maybe you were born with this sickness, I have good news for you. If her faith can make her well, your faith can make you well. That's right. I'm going to share another story with you. It's a story about a blind man who encountered Jesus and he received his sight. He's known as Blind Bartimaeus, but every time I hear someone say, let's talk about Blind Bartimaeus, I always think, you know, that's too bad because he's not blind anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just call him Bartimaeus. Um, This story is found in Mark chapter 10, beginning in verse 46, we read, they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many warned him to be quiet, but he was crying out all the more, Have mercy on me, son of David. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man and said to him, Have courage, get up, he's calling for you. He threw off his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Then Jesus answered him, What do you want me to do for you? Rabboni, the blind man said to him, I want to see. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has saved you. Immediately he could see and began to follow Jesus on the road. Notice that common phrase. 
It's the same thing Jesus said to the woman with the issue of blood. He said to her, go, your faith has healed you. Your faith has made you whole. To this man, he said, go, your faith has saved you. That word saved comes from the same word that means healed, whole, delivered. He was in essence saying the very same thing. And we know that he was healed because it says immediately he could see before he was blind. I want you to notice something. When Bartimaeus first heard this crowd coming by, he asked, who is it? You know, because he was blind, he couldn't see. People told him, oh, it's Jesus of Nazareth. So that tells me, because then he got excited, that tells me that he had heard about Jesus before. He must have heard that Jesus of Nazareth can open the blind eyes. He can open the eyes of the blind. He must have heard that, because otherwise... He wouldn't have cared that Jesus was passing by. But because he had heard that, he already had some faith rising in his heart. If I can get to Jesus, my eyes will be opened. The next thing I want you to notice is that when the crowd told him, hey, you be quiet, he didn't obey the crowd. Just like the woman with the issue of blood did not obey the religious laws of the day that told her, you have to stay home, you can't go out. Religious people will always try to stop you from getting to God. Religion always um, puts laws and rules and regulations that really bind you from reaching Jesus, from reaching to God. That's what religion is. Religion is man's structure to build a way to reach God. But a relationship with Jesus Christ is God reaching down to people. It's completely different. So... He shouted more. He didn't care what anyone said. And I love the picture that I get in my mind when I read this story. The crowd is loud. It's a big group of people. They're moving down the road. He's shouting. People say, be quiet, be quiet. It's a lot of noise. Jesus is walking. It says, Jesus stopped. That's how I picture it. I picture him stopping in his tracks and turning around and saying, who is that? What does he want? Then all of a sudden, everyone chases, oh, oh, come, he wants you, you know, and they bring him. The next thing I want you to see is that when he got up to come to Jesus, he did something very important. He took off his coat. That was his act of faith. That was his faith in action. That was him releasing his faith for a miracle because that was a special coat. It was a coat that showed everybody that he was a blind beggar. If he was in a crowd and people saw that coat, they would say, oh, that man's blind and he's a beggar. When he took it off, he was still blind, but he had confidence. I'm not going to be blind anymore. He laid it down and he walked to Jesus. And what happened? Jesus told him, your faith has saved you. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has opened your eyes, and he was healed. Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. Uh, You know, so, so far we've seen the woman with the flow of blood and blind Bartimaeus. Jesus saying to them, your faith has made you whole. You know, in your home, I know in your home or wherever you're at, your house is wired with electrical power. But you know, that power, although available, is not necessarily turned on. You can have a light, you can have all the lights in the room and 
you can have a TV or whatever, any kind of appliance, and there will be no operation of a TV, there will be no light shining unless the power flows. And the only way you can get the power to flow is to turn on the switch. You've got to flip the switch so the power can flow. Faith is that switch. Yes. You can have all the power of God in the room, but until you flip the switch, that power is not going to flow. So what was the switch for the woman with the issue of blood? She said, if I can just touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. And then she acted on what she said. Mm-hmm. She said it, then she did it, and then she fully expected to receive. And as she touched, she got exactly what she said. Yes. With the blind, the blind man, Bartimaeus, his act of faith was crying out, when, even when they told him to be quiet. And then when Jesus calls him, he removes the coat. Even while he's blind, he removed the coat, and then he walks to Jesus. I have another story, and this one is very powerful because, to me, it addresses an, an area of belief that many people have. Many people believe, well, if God wants me to be healed, I'll just be healed. If he doesn't want me to be healed, then I won't be healed. They pray, and then they determine what the will of God is by if whether their prayer is answered or not. And that's not what the Bible tells us to do. We do not determine the will of God by the results or lack of results. We determine the will of God by what He says in His Word. Now, listen to this story in Luke chapter 5, verse 17. It says this, Now it happened on a certain day, as He, that is Jesus, as Jesus was teaching... There were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Notice what it says there. This house is full of religious leaders. I mean, they're from all the towns. Every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. That's going to be a very full house. And the Bible says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. That means any one of them could get healed. Yeah, they all could have been healed. Anyone who was sick of any condition could have been healed. Why? The power of God was present to heal them. Yet, how many of them were healed? Zero. Mm. Not one of them were healed, even though the power was present. Now, why would the power be present? The power was present because it was God's desire for them to be healed. But just because people do not receive the healing that God so desires for them to have doesn't mean the power wasn't present and it also doesn't mean that it wasn't His will. But even though none of them get healed in this story, there's another person. After the Bible says that... that the power was there to heal them, and even though that we see no one getting healed, it says this in verse 18. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling in the midst before Jesus. Now notice what it says. When Jesus saw their 
faith. He said to the man, man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is he who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus perceived their thoughts, and he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier, to say uh, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Take up your bed and walk? And so that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he turned and he says to the man, Take up your bed and walk. Arise. And the man got up, healed by the power of God. Notice what it says. And they were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. Praise God. Notice again, the power was present. There was no flow of power till faith was exercised. Jesus saw their faith. And then he says, your sins are forgiven you. And then he said, take up your bed, get up and walk. Amen. Now, notice the faith in this man. How many of you, if you were paralyzed, would you allow yourself to be carried up to a roof of a house, remove the tile, and then lowered? Probably they put rope on him or something, and they lowered his bed with the man on it. To the, feet, to the feet of Jesus. In front of this whole crowd. Most people say, nah, no thanks. They'd be too embarrassed. But this man was hungry. This man was desperate. And this man believed, if I can get to the feet of Jesus, I shall be healed. And that's exactly what happened. Praise God. I'll never forget, I was doing a crusade uh, in a, a particular nation in India, actually. And the, I, I had preached the gospel I knew the power of the Lord was present to heal. And I said to the people, if you have something wrong in your legs, maybe you use a cane, maybe you're on a stretcher, maybe you're in a chair, get up, walk, run, run. Lay down your crutch and run. And you know what? No one ran. So, you know, we continued on with the meeting. We prayed a mass prayer and many people were healed. They came forward. But after we were, the, the meeting was over, this man struggled onto the platform. We had dismissed the crowd. And this man came up on the platform, found out that he had been in an accident and had fractured his leg. And at the point of the fracture, the bone was chipped into 12 pieces. He was in great pain. And he said, brother, pray for me. I believe I'm in great pain. And he told me what the situation was. And I looked at him and I said, friend, did you attempt to walk or run when I said to earlier in the service? He said, no, I can't. I'm in pain. I said, brother. He said, pray for me. And I said, brother, I'm not going to lay hands on you. I am not going to pray for you until you try to run. And he says, I can't, brother. Pray for me. I believe, I believe, I believe. I said, do you believe? He said, yes. I said, did you hear the message? Jesus took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. By his stripes we're healed. He says, yes, I believe. Are you sure? Yes, I believe. I said, prove it to me. Run. And you know, he took off running and he was instantly healed by the power of God. See, so many times we're just waiting for God to do something first. And then we'll act. Notice this paralyzed man. When Jesus said, get up and walk, 
he acted on the word of Jesus. He didn't stop Jesus and say, wait, Jesus, you got to heal me first. No, he exercised faith from the beginning. He allowed himself to be carried up to the top of the house. He, he allowed his friends to in, possibly in, be in, embarrassed and he, they removed the tile and he, he allowed himself to be lowered in front of all of these religious leaders. And then when Jesus said, get up and walk, he didn't question it. He acted on Jesus' word. And then the power of God flowed. Praise God. Praise God. No matter your situation, whether you have a flow of blood, whether you're blind, whether you're paralyzed, or like this man I just talked about, had a broken leg, no matter your situation, you can be healed. Just believe. Act on God's word. Take him at his word. Expect him to fulfill his promise. He said, I am the Lord who heals you. Praise God. If you're here right now, listening, and you want to receive healing in your body, let me pray for you right now. God is right there, no matter your situation. He loves you. He's there to heal you. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these beautiful people who are watching. And I ask you right now that your healing power would begin to flow into their bodies from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I thank you even now that you make them whole. If their eyes are blind, I thank you they open in Jesus' name. If they have a broken bone, I thank you it's mended in Jesus' name. Those who are paralyzed, I thank you that your miracle life flows into their bodies and they're being healed even now. Flow of blood, they're healed. Pain, it has to go. In the name of Jesus, I curse cancer. We command it to disappear. Tumors to disappear, dry up from the root. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for healing them right now. In Jesus' name, praise God. Wherever you're at, just, just thank God for healing you. Before you see it, before you feel it, before you experience it, just trust Him. He is working in your life. Some miracles are instant, some are gradual, but God is working in you yes. right now Amen. in Jesus' name. Maybe you're like the man, who's the paralyzed man that we just read about in Luke chapter 5. He's lowered to the feet of Jesus. Notice the first thing that Jesus said to the, the man. He said, son, your sins are forgiven you. Amen. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're like that man. Maybe you, you have a heart full of sin. You know, I heard one man say it like this. Jesus can forgive your biggest sin, but you also need forgiveness for your smallest sin. No matter what your situation, no matter what your background, Jesus will forgive you if you call on his name because he paid the ultimate price for you. When he died on the cross, he was bearing the sin of the whole world. My sin, your sin. He took our guilt, our shame. He shed his blood so that your sins could be washed away. So, and he rose again from the dead. The Bible says, whoever calls on his name shall be saved. So do this right now after me. Say this. Dear God in heaven. Dear God in heaven. I acknowledge. 
I acknowledge my need of a savior. My need of a savior. I call on the name of Jesus now. I call on the name of Jesus because now. I believe because I believe he is your son. He is your son. I believe. I believe he died on the cross for my sin. He died on the cross for my sin. I believe he rose again. I believe he rose again. So Jesus, so Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. Save me of my sin now. Save me of my sin now. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. According to your promise, According to your promise I'm saved. I am saved. I am a child of God. I, am a child I thank of God. you for the gift of eternal life. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, we want to welcome you to the family of God. And we'd also like you to visit us on our website. You can go to impacttoday.tv and send us an email. Let us know that you received Christ. Or if the power of God's working in your body and you feel that you've been healed, shoot us an email. Let us know about it. Or if you have a prayer request or another testimony, we'd love to hear from you. God bless you. And we look forward to seeing you next week at Impact Today where the power of God's Word and the presence of the Holy Spirit is making an impact in your life, renewing your mind so you're transformed, healing your body, performing miracles in your life. God bless you, and we will see you next week. Impact Today is made possible by the generous support of the friends and partners of Global Impact Ministries International. Thank you for joining us on Impact Today. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We want to encourage you again to go to our website, impacttoday.tv. There you can watch uh, past episodes. This episode will be uploaded there on the site. You can subscribe to watch it on your YouTube channel. Uh, Also, this will be on podcast, video, and audio. You can subscribe. You can listen to past um, episodes. And uh, we just want to encourage you to fill your heart, fill your mind with the power and the presence of God's Word and His Holy Spirit. God bless you. Uh, If you have a miracle, a testimony you want to talk to us about, you can tell us online. You can also uh, send us your prayer request. We love you. God bless you. And we'll see you next time.